Welcome to podcast number two. Today we're going to be talking about my ELA teacher like I promised in the last episode. So basically, I'm going to set the scene for you. We're high schoolers and he's teaching ELA. You know how they say sharks can smell blood in the water? Us teenagers can smell fear on a teacher. He didn't understand that, I don't think. He was so awkward in front of the class that he would just kind of stand there and he wouldn't make eye contact with anybody. And when it came down to it, he was kind of awkward about it in general. He would repeat the same four instructions over and over again. Not because my class was talkative and was full of kids that just talked, but because he was so awkward. It got so bad that when he did that, it, it was like basically we all wanted to say, shut the heck up. Um... So, you know, we all move around, we get new seats, and we do our thing. Basically, I end up with one of my uh, boyfriend's friends at the time, the toxic boy's friends, one on one side and one on the other. I've known the one since we were in... I've known the one since we were in seventh grade. He was the kid that during the lockdown drill got inside the cupboards in science and would sit there. And when we had a substitute teacher as well, I'll get to that story. Um, and then his other friend was on the other side. I've known his other friend since, uh, since the year before last. So I've been friends with him for just a little bit. But they were pretty funny. It was always a battle over who would make me laugh more. And it was just the fun, uh, they would make comments about our teacher and it was funny. My best friend sat one row all the way to the right behind me. Just a few seats over actually. But she's on the right. We would text or we'd give each other that look of this dude needs to shut up. It would be the funniest thing because, like, you have the one kid that's texting that's sitting next to me, and we're going to call him J- uh, Jace, and then the other kid that's sitting next to me, and we're going to call him Lance. So you Jason Lance. Jace was always on his phone. No doubt in my mind, he was just always on his phone or on the vid- or on the computer playing video games. We had to do a poem, and I kid you not, we had to write our own poem for an article uh, for a class for our class and he waited until last minute to do it because he and I he said and I quote I don't want to do the work it's stupid now I know that sounds like every teenager but me and uh Lance were done with our work we were kind of like you know you need to do it but he's too busy on his phone playing oh god knows what so I kind of like start laughing because it was funny. This Our teacher walks up to him and says, well, you don't have your journal out. You never do. And you aren't doing the work. You need to get it done. He then says, I don't know what to write about. So, you know, they bounce a few ideas back and forth. Our teacher leaves. He looks at me and says, yeah, I'm still not doing this. I I I can't say that. I, I, I don't know. It was It was funny. He was always very funny. They made the class bearable. It was the truth that he and uh, that my best friend and the two boys made the class very bearable for me. So then we switched seats. And then next thing you know, me and my best friend had, we have eight classes. We had half of them together. So four. We had four classes together. We had ELA, World Studies, um what was it, biology, and we had jazz choir together. 
And basically, we had, like, you know, the class together. And every class we sat next to each other in when they moved us in ELA. So now me and her sat next to each other in ELA. She always thought it was because she was dumb. And I don't think it was because she was dumb. I think it was because we made a good team when it came to doing our work. That was a scary thing. Um, what it really came down to was we didn't have to text anymore about this teacher. We could just write. So we started writing and I ended up getting this comic book and I called it the conversation notebook. If you flip through it, there are so many conversations from science and from all these other classes and stuff, right? Because our science teacher, when we had a test, would, um, had little folders or whatever and you could draw on them and stuff and then after the test you just give them to her and she'd look through them and blah 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 right so you know we talk and stuff after the test and so our science teacher puts us together and it was the best thing ever because I was laughing at her and the guy that she ended up liking who turned out to be a psychopath by the way I had known him since seventh grade too he's a cuckoo for Cocoa Puss too but basically they were always, like, you know, talking and flirting, and I figured that out before they figured it out, and I was laughing at them the entire time. Then we were laughing at our science teacher, or at our English teacher. And so it got so bad sometimes when he's repeating the instructions. I'd look at her, and she'd say, don't say it, and I'd still say, shut the freak up. And it just, yeah. That's basically all I could say. Then there was a time I walked into the class late, and she looked at me, and she went, where were you? I was like, oh, late? And she was like, you're not supposed to be late. My friend has social anxiety and depression. But, like, she knows that she does and stuff. And she's very open about it to us and stuff. And so when we started becoming friends, she kind of felt comfortable with me about it. And it was really, yeah. So she does not like making new friends in our class. Plus, we didn't like anybody in our class either. Outside of us and a few other people. Um, oh, yeah, and so then you had her, the guy that she liked at the time, when I was sitting next to Jason Lance, he was also sitting in front of us. There were three rows, we were sitting in the second, my best friend was sitting in the uh, third row, and he was sitting in the first row. And so basically, he would start talking to uh, Jason Lance, and start talking to me, and we all started just talking, and it was the funniest thing. Um, basically what it came down to, like I said, is that we would just start laughing and talking and it was just the best thing. Our language arts teacher, um, was very quiet, very awkward. There was this time I had to like go up there, go up to the front of the class and do poems. And I lost my place in my poem and I just made it up on the spot I get back down, and my best friend's like, that was so good. And everybody's clapping and stuff, and I look over at her, and I, de- and I look her dead in the eyes, and I say, I made most of that up. And she says, what do you mean? And I look at her, and I say, dude, I lost my spot half, like, a third of the way through this thing. I finished it without, without being able to reconcentrate on where it was, because I was so embarrassed to be up in front of the entire class with most of the popular kids. And, like, them, like, you know, gonna say something. I was just like, yeah, let's make this up. Luckily, it was on a topic that, like, I very much love, which is softball. So, there's that. Our teacher was very interesting. He asked my best friend if she was gonna, like, take a book home. 
because he was so quiet. Like, I was like, you know, dude, he's, like, talking to you. And she's like, I didn't even know. So we will laugh on the phone about him sometimes. And it is this, yeah. He's a nice guy, though. He really is. He's just not fit for teaching. Well, that was a short segment. So. Oh, no, I'm Okay. So, that that is my ELA teacher. Let's talk about my science teacher for a second. Now, my science teacher I absolutely loved. She made me want to become a science teacher now. I've always wanted to be a teacher since I was, like, really young. But I never knew what I wanted to teach. I thought I wanted to teach fifth grade. But now I've decided I wanted to get into science because of her. She was the type of teacher that, you know, always had jokes, always laughed. And I got along with her very much. I had one of the best relationships with her out of all my teachers. So, like I said in the last uh, topic, um, with my ELA teacher, she had folders. And you know how, like, in school, you know, you have a test and they give you those stupid, like, oak or or eggshell white folders. And, you know, they only cover, like, half the paper. And they're expecting you to do it in such a way that the person that's, like, not even two feet away from you can't look at your paper. Like, dude, they're going to notice. Well, she had those, but they were fully, but she stapled two of them together, so they actually covered. And her rule was, you can color, or you can draw on them, but I'm going to look at what you draw. That was it. So, I thought that was really cool, because every teacher was like, don't draw on them. And she's like, I don't care, just draw school-appropriate stuff. She was pretty laid back like that. During, um, right before winter vacation, we got to do like a holiday slash wintery themed orcas because we were learning about orcas at the time and she like colored or she printed them out we got to color them we spent the entire class time doing that it was like the best thing ever so then we had a test i took my test i was sitting there my teacher me and my best friend talking and my teacher you know gets up there like after everybody was done with their test we started talking right my teacher gets ready to start talking i had to put i put my phone at the i always put my phone at the like edge of the desk and stuff so that way i can watch it because i'm always worried about like you know it falling out my pocket and stuff and um at the time i was like expecting a phone call too so i was like okay well i'm gonna put it there so i being the funny person i thought i was at this point in time grab my phone and say hello like as if somebody called me. She, I, I kid you not. She looks at me, dead face, and says, put your phone away. And I show her my black screen and I go, there was nobody there. And she, she started laughing. She thought it was funny afterwards. I didn't get talked to She She never talked to me about it. It was, it was pretty funny though. She was very interesting. Sorry for that odd pause. I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> Um, she, she's one of those teachers that everybody loves because she's always funny. She always told jokes. When we started doing the online schooling because of coronavirus, we would go back and forth on Google, um, on Google Classroom. I'd tell her a joke and she'd tell me a joke and it'd just be very funny. And it, yeah, it was, yeah, like I said, very interesting, very funny. I don't know if you you guys have ever had a teacher like that, but, like, I've always been close with my teachers. Last year was the only time I wasn't very close with any teachers. But this year I was close to her, and it was just that. I had, then I was in jazz choir. So I had another teacher, 
who was a girl who I, I loved so much, I was also in women's choir and had and had her as well. So in jazz choir, it was there were seventeen of us. It was all girls, so it was an all girls jazz choir, not a mix like the other class was. So she, I was sitting, and there's three sections in a women's choir or in any choir that's in women's form. There is alto, soprano, and second soprano. We were in the alto section. Now, because it's a small class, there was four altos, five second sopranos, and uh, four first sopranos. Now, the other... No, excuse me. There were five uh, altos, four sopranos, and five second sopranos. Sorry. But basically, I was friends with everybody in the alto section. Now this comes now this comes to this point. So I ended up becoming friends because I'm a very social person with some of the people in uh the second soprano uh second sopranos who were a who were upperclassmen. My teacher gets so annoyed because me and two other girls started just laughing. We became the giggle corner. So she decides to move one of the girls further down and move two girls next to them. Big mistake. Because then not only do I get distracted now, but the other four girl, the two girls in the middle get distracted. The girl on the end that got moved and the girl that was sitting next to me all get distracted. So she went from having three girls that were getting distracted laughing and stuff to getting five. Not, not smart. Then you had the time where the girl that was sitting next to me was on Adderall all the time. And so she was a very quiet person. Like she didn't talk much. She didn't laugh much. She was like an android to some degree, right? When she started that Adderall, you knew she was high because she just started laughing over these stupidest things. And I hate to say it, but I do. I I liked her better as much as I hate to say it because like you could at least talk to her and stuff. But then she became a problem because she started laughing at almost anything and everything. We had gotten to the hallway one time to like practice our part, and we all just started having a giggle fit out there in the hallway, so loud that our teacher could hear us. And so she sent one of the kids, the class pet, to go um, fetch us from the hallway. And she was like, "I hope you guys know your part because we could hear you laughing in there." And so we walk, and everybody's like, "Y'all ready to do this?" We 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 practiced that. That was a good thing. But we kind of had a lot of giggle fits. We in the sec- in the alto section, we never got anything done without you know laughing. And then I had her for women's choir. Right, one of my other best friends, my softball sister as well, was in that class. Softball kind of gives it away. I crumpled a piece of paper up out of my backpack, crumpled it together like in a ball form, and I threw it at her. It missed and it almost hit another kid. My teacher didn't notice at the time. So she goes, and there's another teacher in the hallway, so she goes and talks to them. I get my piece of paper back. What do I do? My best friend's not paying attention. So I crumple it up, and I throw it at her again. I didn't miss. So she kind of like looks at me and goes, what the heck? And I go, nothing. So my miss, the first time, was not very far. It was just like a reach down, like I threw it a little too past. Excuse me. So then, my teacher comes back. And you know, she's walking back to the piano, which is in the middle of the room. And we're all kind of spread out. I didn't think she was paying attention. I crumpled another piece of paper up, got it, and I chucked it at my best friend. My teacher saw it because it went over and past and by the door. And my teacher looks at me and says, who threw that? 
I didn't get I didn't get detention and I didn't get an ODR. I didn't get written up. Just kind of went, don't do that again. When she figured out it was me. I mean, I didn't do it again. I I hit, I actually threw softballs at her at practice, but that was it. After that one, and then there were two girls that sat next to me as well that always got distracted, and so we just start laughing and it it, it was kind of bad. Then she decided to put my best friend, I don't know what it was, but like all my teachers had to put my best friends next to me or right behind me, which made it very hard to do my work, especially in choir, because they were like right behind you. So my best friend is now right behind me. I grab my folder for some weird reason. I turn around and I straight smack her in the knee. My teacher looks at me and says, why'd you do that? I was like, she's annoying me. My best friend is doing everything she can not to scream at that point because I smacked her so hard you could hear the slap of the folder. Now you might be saying, well, that's abuse. It wasn't abuse because she hit me first. So then she decides to kick me, which didn't end well for her because I turned around. I grabbed her shoe off her foot. I started pulling. She was screaming no. At this point, like, we, we were kind of, like, at that point where nobody was doing anything. It was kind of like an awkward moment in our time where everybody was just kind of doing their own thing. We were talking. I start pulling her chair trying to get her shoe off. I eventually got it. And I start, and, I just, and I'm holding her shoe up in the air. And I get up, and I'm like, I got her shoe. My teacher looks at me and says, where did that shoe come from? And then my best friend says, um, me. And my teacher just, like, straight looks at me and says, why do you have her shoe? I don't know. Same reason she hit me. Same reason I hit her. It's what we do. So I end up having to give her shoe back. And I give her her shoe back. I, keep in mind, I kept her shoe for like two minutes. I straight up held her shoe in my hand. Two minutes, not giving it back. I, I gave it back. I tried to take her shoe off later that period. It didn't work well. She actually tied it. The whole class always wondered what me and her were on because we would just go back and forth and we'd do it. It it was kind of that thing that like you love them and so you do it. She'd hit me, I'd hit her, and we went back and forth. It wasn't abuse because we weren't hitting each other very hard. The only time I hit her very hard was when I smacked it on her and it hit her knee and it made a loud pop. That was the only time I physically hit her that hard with something. I'm not abusive. She hit me first. She kicked me first. That, that, that's kind of how the whole thing started. Then eventually we uh, ended up, you know, having coronavirus spread. So we didn't get to go back to school. And it kind of sucked because I enjoyed having her right behind me. We ended up having the district choir festival the same day as tryouts for softball. And what ended up happening that day was we had a few of our elementary schools come over, one of our middle schools come over, and then you had a few of the high school choirs, right? So, you know, we're out there, we're doing our thing. Me and my best friend are doing everything we can not to turn around and sure just tickle each other on the risers. Because at this point, now she's standing right behind me on the risers, and it's everything I can do not to torture her. Everything she could do not to torture me. And so we're like, okay, we gotta stop this. The elementary schoolers are watching us. They're gonna think it's fine that we're doing this. And even though we're, we know we're not supposed to. But you know, you know when you have like your best friend and you just, you can't, you can't keep straight, you can't keep a straight face for any amount of time. You just, you have to goof off. 
I don't per- I don't like the term. Everybody calls it crackhead now. I don't like that term. And the reason I don't like that term is because I'm raised old-fashioned. So when I think of crackhead, I think of genuinely somebody who is on crack. That is how I interpret that. So when my one of my friends are saying, oh, I'm such a crackhead, I just kind of go, don't say that. I don't like that term. I know what it means, but I do not like that term in this uh, using it like that because of how I interpret it. It's just the way that I was raised. The time period that my dad has raised me in versus, you know, what time period it really is, you know? So that's kind of why I don't prefer that. And that's why I don't call us out. I just call it silly time. I just call it us being weirdos. Whatever term you want to use. I just do not prefer the term crackhead. So we're over here. We're doing our thing. Being funny. And I don't know. We just kind of. We just tried not our best not to embarrass each other. During that time period. But I kid you not. The minute that we went to lunch. I threw an orange at her. And I almost hit an elementary schooler in the head. It it was it was bad, because then the principal came over and talked to me, and it was the te- and it was one of my teachers I had in the fifth grade that talked to me. I was like, "Hi, how are you doing today?" And they were like, "Oh, it's you that you threw an orange." I was like, "No, <laughs> I didn't get in that much trouble. I just got told not to throw it again, which I didn't." We just kind of rolled the orange back and forth after that because it managed not to break. Then we got told to stop doing that because it was giving elementary schoolers ideas. And we were like, then don't put them next to us. There's literally so much cafeteria. Don't put them next to us if you don't want them getting ideas from us. Not smart, I guess. But then after that, we just kind of, you know, chilled. Had Took pictures together. We're being funny. Now, softball practice is another story. And I will tell that later, too. Anyway, um, I actually made it longer this time. (laughs) I hope you enjoy it, and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye. Welcome to podcast number three. If you are still watching this, or listening to this, excuse me, I don't know whether to be excited or upset because these are like the most boring things. But as long as you all want more, I'll give you more. Um, So this story is going to be based on my softball experience. Let's get on into it. So my high school softball experience. I've been playing softball now for three years, going on four. I love the sport. I fell in love with the sport. I can't tell you what it is about it, whether it's just the swing of the bat, the sound of the bat. I don't know what it is, but I absolutely love the sport. So we were getting ready to try. Uh, we were getting ready for tryouts, which was no big deal. My so- my softball playing best friend, who I was talking about in the previous um podcast teaches stories she um is also like i said my one of my very best friends i have three best friends she is um, my softball sister i absolutely love her i went over to her we had three tryouts days i went over to her house for two of them one day we had the choir festival so we had to leave tryouts at five o'clock we went to her house uh we got dressed we ate and we went back to school because we had to be there at uh, like six o'clock which was call time practice didn't end until like six so you know we we didn't have very much we had to like you know do our thing so we go we do tryouts which is no big deal now me and her have had this joke since last year we've been throwing we have played together for two years and i've played for three years and she's played a little bit longer than me but us together have only played for uh two years going on two years so she's been my throwing partner every day 
except for one last season, and that that was because she's uh, she had to fill in for a catcher, which was not a big deal because you know she does her thing and she loves catching. I don't know why I can't explain it. I'm scared. I'm scared of catching. I had to do it, and it was very scary. Um, I had I didn't have to do it for a game. I did it for a practice because coach told me to. And you ain't gonna tell coach you don't want to do that. It's just yeah, that's not something you say to coach. I mean, unless you want to like you know sit on the bench for the next three days. Yeah, or have that on your like resume. Like, well, not obviously not a resume, but like, you know, with, with the coaches, the coaches are going to know that you don't want to do that. So, like, I had some respect for that. But, um, yeah. So, we did our thing. We, um, we have, like I said, we have this joke that's called, you can't throw, you can't catch. Now, I'm a pitcher and she's a catcher. So, it doesn't really make sense. I overthrow a bit. She overthrows a bit. She does. She underthrows. I kind of, you know, do a little bit of that too. So we will yell at each other. In the middle of everybody, we will yell, you can't throw, you can't catch. And it's been our joke and it will always be our joke. We love each other like sisters. We've been best friends for a long, we've been really close for a very long time. And we're just real with each other. That's really what it comes down to. And her parents love me and her dog hates me, but that's just because her dog does not know me yet. But, um, yeah. So, oh, and her sisters love me too. But basically, like I said, you know, it just kind of is what it is. So we're yelling and we're being funny. We think we're being funny. We both know what it means. People are kind of taking it seriously, which I can't blame them for. But they weren't butting in. We get to the last day of tryouts and we're pumped we're like yeah we made the team we both know we did we she she's making me aim for jv with her i kind of knew i wasn't gonna make jv i thought she would because she's better than i am at it but like it is what it is we ended up making c team which is no big deal to be honest it's better than not being on the team but it was pretty cool because um C team ended up being the girls that played softball together the season before. Some of us had been playing together since I started, and some of us had played together since last year. So it was really cool. And then you had like, and they were all happened to be all my friends too, my school friends, not my best friends. But uh, yeah, so we were all very close already. We played together. We won games. We lost some games. No big deal. So when coach found that out, he was pretty happy. We had two juniors on our teams. Uh, on our team, I I mean. The reason that we had them wasn't because they sucked. We had two juniors on our team to keep the freshmen in line. Um, we One of the juniors was a power hitter, straight up and a very great first baseman. The second one played SS, and if you don't know what that is, shortstop and second base very well as well. She wasn't much of a power hitter, but she did hit some nukes once in a while. Um, Gracie kind of was also our power hitter too, and she was really good at, uh, I want to say she was really good at second base as well and first, but she, she hit some nukes too. She was the one that, uh, went from, that got a grand slam, even though it wasn't in a game. That, that was the only sucky part that she didn't hit a grand slam in a game. If you don't know what a grand slam is, there's home run. That is when you are first off the bat. A grand slam is when there are multiple people on a bat, uh, on the bases and you hit, and you end up running home. So she ended up doing that. Now we're at C team. We're playing. We're doing. We're doing practice. No big deal. Me and my best friend, 
start our battle of you can't throw, you can't catch. So we're throwing and I'm like, you can't throw. And she's saying, you can't catch. Which is fine. It's something we've done. This this girl that's next to us, need I remind you, she does not like me. She started a rumor about me. And this is, and I'll talk about this in a little bit. But she does not like me. God knows why. <laughs> Whatever. Not my problem. But she does not like me. So she looks at me and she says, Lily, that's not something nice to say. I look at her and it was everything I could do because LJ was looking at me. And she said... Uh, because like she's giving me that look of don't you dare so I just kind of said okay whatever we were texting about it later and she was like I kind of said the same thing she said about it like she should have just butted out and minded her own business because everybody else was doing it when we were saying it coach kind of looked at us odd but like we kind of we thought that coach kind of saw the joke in it he he was kind of laughing because in reality what it came down to was we were further back because she kept throwing it to outfield so I just kind of stood in the outfield while she was throwing and uh I was throwing it at her and she's throwing it at me we were doing fine we we were actually we weren't overthrowing very much so coach kind of like got the joke of you can't throw you can't catch It it was fun but she had the audacity to say that now what I'm getting into is the fact that her and I not me my best friend but the girl that made the comment have played together since we first started. We have played for four years and we played together for four years, almost four years. And I kid you not, I couldn't believe when she said that. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. So at this point in time, I didn't realize that there was something going on. Now, I've said in two podcasts ago, so my very first podcast, that I had a best friend at the time. Now, this is where I lose my best friend. Not the one that can read me, the one that I was friends with. So she ends up telling me, so I like do my thing and, you know, whatever. So she and I, you know, she's being off and I kind of knew, but I thought it was just because it was that time of the month. No big deal. I text her on Friday because she's been off to me all week. She didn't talk to me. She didn't high-five me. She didn't hug me. She, she did nothing. Papa Bear was doing all of that stuff. He didn't have a problem with me. And she ends up texting me and saying, you didn't make the softball team. You lied and showed up to practice. Explain why my resume's on, or explain why my number was on the roster then. Anyway, so she ends up doing that, saying that, and I kind of went, well, my number's on the roster. She went, no, it's not. Okay, cool, whatever. I I told her, okay, fine, you know, you're going to believe what you're going to believe. I don't give a fuck. Uh, excuse my language. And she had, and I blocked her. So I ended up getting my, uh, my phone ended up updating a little bit ago, and I ended up seeing my messages my blocked messages where she texted me saying, I'm sorry, but you're too toxic of a person in my life right now. How is it that I'm toxic? You believed a lie and you didn't tell me about it. So uh, LJ ended up like, you know, we, I ended up telling her that on Monday, right? And we're at lunch and my, one of my other best friends is there too. So they know each other. And uh, I was on the phone with uh, my other best friend when I found out I was on the roster because I screamed really loudly because I was so nervous that I wasn't going to make it because I kind of screwed up on the last day of tryouts. I always get nervous on the last day of tryouts and I never do my best. And so I thought I was done for. I thought that I screwed up. I was done. 
and I ended up making the team. I was like so excited. I screamed and she said, what? And I was like, I made the team. So she knows that I made the team. My softball sister knows that I made the team because I went over to her house multiple times and they knew what my tryout number was, 41. Now, I like 23. That is my softball number. That has been my softball number for three years, going on four years. That is my baby. So I was kind of upset when I didn't get tryout number 23 and uh, somebody else did. But I was like, okay, whatever. No big deal. So I ended up getting that number. It was okay, whatever. So she ends up telling me, yeah, a few of the girls came up to me and asked if you were really on the team. And they asked me what your tryout number was. I was like, really? And she said, yeah. The same day, another girl walked up to me in the locker room and said, what's your number? And I was like, 41, why? And she's like, okay. And then she left. So I couldn't figure it out. So then coach decided to do warm-ups. Or, like, um, for practice, we uh, got into, he put us into groups. He put me in this real girl that made the comment about me and LJ uh, making throwing comments about each other together. So we end up having to go in the outfield and we start throwing. I'm being quiet because I already know, me and LJ already figured this out, that it was her. There was no doubt in my mind that it was not her. And the reason I'm saying this is because she previously told me back in October that she didn't like me and she didn't want to be friends with me anymore. I backed this girl up when she was going through stuff with her uh, ex back in May. And I knew she was screwed him up. I knew that that happened. And I was still with her. I was like, I got you. I talked to her. I let her, I like let her talk to me. And I was like, yeah, I know you tried, blah, 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 blah. Bull crap. Anyway, so like I was there for her. And she had the audacity to say, no, I don't want to be friends with you. Uh-huh, I'm sure. So she decided to try to wreck my life. Da -da -da -da. Luckily for her, I don't have very many friends that actually love me. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so she got rid of one of them. The other two didn't believe it because of that. I don't think some of the girls believed it because it seemed my number. But I'm not going to say that they didn't believe it either. They were kind of like, what? They are kind of like stuck in the middle. So I'm being very quiet, and she's like, this is awkward. And I say, why? And she's like, it just is. I was like, because of how quiet I'm being? And she goes, yeah. I go, you know why I'm being quiet? And she goes, what? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out whether you were the one that started that rumor or not. She says, what rumor? I'm like, the one that I didn't make the team. And she goes, oh, I didn't make that. Her body language changes. She goes from being, you know, all like loose and stuff to being kind of tightened and stuff. And she starts throwing the ball very badly. And when I say badly, like, I already know that she cannot throw from first, from third base to first without missing or being too short. I already know that. That is why she plays second base, the utility base. That is why. Because she doesn't have a good enough arm to be in outfield. She doesn't have a good enough arm to be in third base and can't catch very well. Whatever. So I'm kind of like, okay, cool. I figured it out. I was right. So she's like, uh, <laughs> and then she just quits talking, which didn't help her in her case because I ended up figuring out who it was. So it was kind of like, wow, stupid. You, uh, you really decided to screw yourself over this time, huh? And it was, it was interesting. I will give her that because she just didn't really want to talk. So she started overthrowing, and I was like, okay, I don't care anymore. She, I figured out who it was, and so I started overthrowing. I go home that night, and I text LJ, because I wasn't going to tell her at the ball field what I found out. 
So I text her later, and I text uh, my other best friend as well. I say, hey, I figured out it was her. I told my parents that I figured out it was her. I tried to talk to my ex-best friend and figure out who she heard it from so I could go from there. Why do I have to tell you that so you could cover yourself is what she told me. I was just like, we both know that this chick hates me. We both know that you've seen the text of her telling me go, uh, that I don't like you. So why are you going to believe her? She decided to believe a liar and a cheater over me who's been loyal to her since day one. <laughs> Bye-bye. And she's probably mad about that because I told her, quit going on about your ex. She was like, I'm still in love with my ex and blah, 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 blah. I was like, girl, he's over you. Like, she did not like the whole, the hard fact that I gave her. So I'm pretty sure she's been trying to get rid of me for a long time, to be honest. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's so daring when my fans become my enemies and still love me because I block. I blocked the girl that started the rumor on my phone. She had my phone number because we've been friends for so long. We were in jazz choir together. She was in the group chat. I, I ended up blocking her number. So I go and I read my messages and I notice there's a number on here that I don't have. The phone number too. I already know which person's block message is whose. So I go and I give the number to one of my friends. I say, hey, is this the number of this chick? And they come back and they say, dude, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, cool. The only thing I could think of that it was her because she's the only person that I blocked from our group choir. Because she texted me and asked, hey, what time are we supposed to be at the um, thing? What time are we supposed to be at uh, the whatever it was called? The choir festival. Excuse me. Sorry. I kind of like blanked for a second. But she's like, what time are you supposed to be at the choir festival? Obviously, I didn't get because I blocked her a while ago. So, I was kind of like, mm, ah, okay, cool, whatever. So, I ended up like texting the number back. And I never did get the text back. Because she told me that she blocked me. I was like, cool. I don't give a fuck. Because I don't. Excuse my language again. I'm so sorry, y'all. But I just don't care that you block me. If you block me, it's because you still like me. Or you still, you know, I, I, take, I take when you block me as you too much of a pussy to keep me there to like have my phone number still so if you tell me that you block me or you physically do block me it's because of that now the reason that i blocked both her and the other person were pretty simple now i'm not now i'm gonna sound a bit of like a hypocrite or whatever but the reason that i blocked those two people because they're both negative nancy's and toxic as freak as i figured out in the end i have a lot of toxic friends and stuff I think that I do. I don't realize that I do at the time. But yeah. Um, anyway, as 